Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC, offering a broad range of cardiac and vascular treatments in our community. More information is available at upmc.com slash centralpaheart. Welcome back to The Spark. I'm Scott Lamar. Many central Pennsylvania homeowners were shocked when they got their electric bills in January. Many electric customers received bills that were higher than expected and in some cases by a lot. PPL Electric Utilities, which covers most of the region, increased its rates in December, and prices have nearly doubled in the past two years. PPL also had an issue with billing in December that had an impact on what many customers were paying. What's behind the higher bills, and is there anything electric customers can do about it? With us on The Spark today is Ryan Hill, Vice President of Corporate Communications with PPL Electric Utilities. Mr. Hill, welcome to the program. Uh, unmute your uh there you go that's a good start thanks scott it's good to be here (laughs) so how much did your rates go up in december so in december we and just to maybe even just step back a little bit on what our role is because i think that's something that's not clearly understood uh still for many uh you know of our customers our role is simply to deliver power we don't own power plants we don't generate and produce that much like FedEx or UPS that doesn't make the package you buy, they deliver it, we deliver your electricity. However, if you don't uh, go out and choose a competitive supplier, which you can, we're required by law to go out and buy power for you. We do that uh, through uh, requests for proposals that we go out for twice a year, uh, suppliers bid, um, we award a mix of short mid and long-term contracts. And we blend those prices together from those contracts to uh, create the price to compare or the default rate that we pass along to our customers. We pass that along without profit or markup and that's adjusted twice a year. And in December 1st, on December 1st, that price increased 18%. So also over the past two years, rates have gone up, they've nearly doubled, correct? That's correct. Correct. The price to compare um, two years ago was seven and a half cents per kilowatt hour. That price today is 14.6 cents per kilowatt hour. And that really reflects, you know, it's market forces that are driving the the price of power. It's geopolitical issues, war in Ukraine, supply constraints, inflation in general, just a variety of market forces. But as as a result of that, as we've gone out to buy power for customers, that price has increased, and that's reflected in what we're passing along. A couple things you just said that I wanted to clarify. Price to compare, what does that mean? Yes, it, we, we call it either the default rate because, again, if you don't shop, we're required to, to buy power for you. But we also call it's also known as the price to compare. And the reason for that is that's the price, you know, customers here in Pennsylvania can shop for uh, a better deal on their electricity supply. We encourage our customers you know, to look for those options. They can visit uh, the PUC's website, papowerswitch.com in order to kind of compare offers. And what they wanna compare is they wanna compare those supplier offers to that price to compare. So that 14.6 cents per kilowatt hour. 
Pennsylvanians have had the option to shop for uh, electricity for a while now. Um, I, I want to think it's say twenty years or so now. Um, That's right. But you know, still, there are a lot of people when they hear PPL electric utilities encouraging customers to shop for a better rate. They find that unusual. Explain why you do encourage customers to do that. Sure. I mean, and again, it goes back into to what we do first, right? We, we are not, we don't profit from that piece of the bill. There's no, you know, I, we've had folks that have said to us at times, I want to be loyal to PPL Electric Utilities. I've been a customer of PPL Electric Utilities for a long time, to which we respond, you are going to remain our customer. No matter what you choose for electricity supply, we're going to deliver that power to you. But again, that is not our business, that the supply side. And and so really, we encourage customers to go out and find the best deal that they can, but they really have to shop smart if they do, because there are certainly some pitfalls that folks can experience. We have many customers that are paying more than they need to, um, to suppliers. And so, you know, there are absolutely opportunities to save out there. If it helps for your customers to understand, I shop. I, I work for PPL Electric, you know, work for PPL and I shop. So um, again, uh, it's it's we want folks to know that that option is there. They should take advantage of that, but they really need to be smart when they do that. I'm not going to ask you to endorse a, another company, but uh, you say you shop. I mean, have you are, are you contracted with another company for your electricity in your home? I am, yes, and I am saving versus the uh, the price to compare. And I don't want to endorse another no, another no. company, right? But look, <laughs> I will just tell you. So my experience as a shopper, right? I am. A, I have an all electric home. I, I use a significant amount of electricity. Uh, there are deals out there now in my zip code. Uh, you go out to pa.powerswitch.com. You can plug in your zip code, and you'll see the offers available to you. There are offers out there that are ten cents. There are offers that are slightly below ten cents, and those are fixed price offers. Um, you know, there are some fixed price offers out there, nine months, some for eighteen months, but uh, you know, there's a variety of options. And so, just for someone like me, for example, uh, you know, let's just say, uh, you know, ten cents or slightly below ten cents is an offer out there, a fixed price offer that's attractive. That's saving you know, nearly $50 uh, per uh, thousand kilowatt hours of electricity. And so that, that adds up quickly. If you're a customer that uses, let's just say 3000 kilowatt hours of electricity a month, that's $150 a month that you, that you could be saving. And if you're not shopping and taking advantage of some of those offers, you're leaving that money on the table. 60% of your customers, though, rely on PPL for their electricity. In other words, the default or the price to compare, as, as you referred to it earlier. Why? I mean, is it just that people aren't aware that they don't want to make the effort, that they're loyal to PPL? Why? Yeah, I think there could be a variety of all of the above. It could be folks that maybe it's just, right, it could be some folks that maybe maybe they're not um, they're not worried month to month with with they don't feel strained month to month with their budget so it's it's maybe not to them they have other things that they that they want to spend their time doing and not necessarily shopping for electricity supply in other cases uh it could be that loyalty or misunderstanding factor that you talked about and i will say that in you know there there have been times over the past you mentioned shopping's been around for a long time there have been times where folks 
can go out to that PA Power Switch website and not see necessarily the delta or the potential savings and may not and may think, look, I, I don't want to take the, the risk that I don't pay attention. You know, my contract, my fixed price term ends at some point in time, the price goes up and I'm paying more, right? I don't want to pay that close attention, so I'm not going to shop. There could be a variety of reasons, but right now in this time, that this higher price environment that we're in, there are absolutely opportunities to save and to save a significant amount of money. On the flip side of that, Scott, we have over our most recent shopping stats are from the end of November, and we had over 100,000 customers that were paying anywhere from 25 to 100% more than our price to compare. We had an additional 20,000 customers that are paying over twice the price to compare. So again, to put that in perspective, if you're paying over twice the price to compare, that's $150 more for every thousand kilowatt hours of electricity than you really need to be paying. So sure, there are some customers that that want to, they it could be a, a rate that supports renewables and they're consciously paying more than the price to compare, but there are many customers that are unknowingly paying more. And so, you know, there really are a number of things that folks need to do. They need to be aware when they go out and shop, they need to be aware of, of teaser rates, short-term discounts, you know, variable rates that can change month to month. Uh, you know, those, those rates could leave folks with unwelcome surprises if they're not paying close enough attention. But if they, if they decide, look, I, I don't want the risk of a, a variable rate, right? I, I'm going for a fixed price rate. I find an offer out there. It's still incumbent upon you at the end of that fixed price term to be paying attention marking that down on your calendar, watching for a notice from the supplier, paying attention to what that price is going to change to so that you're not in store for some you know, surprise that quite frankly could, could wipe out significant savings that you've achieved by shopping. So you really have to be a smart shopper. You can't shop and forget. And look, for those folks who, who, who don't want to do that, there, there is always the default rate. They just have to understand they could be paying more. They, they could be leaving you know, money on the table. Isn't it true, though, that after, uh, I, I want to say at the end of last year, that there were a number of alternative companies, and I say alternative, meaning other than PPL, people who, who were shopping, whose rates were actually higher than your default rate. And that was something that didn't happen very often in the past, correct? It, it, that, that someone could be shopping and their rate be higher than the price to compare? Is that what you're, yes. you're asking? Yes, yes. That has actually been a, a fairly consistent theme for the last few years that at least as we've tracked this issue that 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 there is a sizable number of the portion of customers that are paying more than they need to we've been advocating for greater consumer protections for several years now um, i know our president uh, our former president of the utility has testified uh, at hearings we we have uh, issued editorials uh, on this subject because Again, we really, while it's not a part of the business that we profit from, we want to see our, our customers be successful, and that hasn't always been the case. So it has been, it has been an issue, an ongoing issue, Scott. It's not something new uh, right now. I want to talk about the rate increases themselves and some of the factors that you touched on a little bit earlier after our break. You're listening to The Spark on WITF, your home for NPR, discovering all things local. I'm Scott Lamar. 
Welcome back to The Spark. Our guest today is Ryan Hill, Vice President of Corporate Communications with PPL Electric Utilities. We've been talking about uh, the rate increases that uh, PPL has experienced and uh, uh, encouraging uh, customers, electric customers out there, to shop for better rates. So, Mr. Hill, you spoke earlier about some of the factors that led to that 18% increase in December for PPL, and uh, it has doubled over the last two years. Geopolitical issues, you mentioned the war in Ukraine. What impact does that have on the price that you pay for electricity and that we pay for electricity? Sure. I mean, that has certainly you know, been one, that's one of the, those market forces, right? Uh, it's created, you know, tighter supplies for natural gas, you know, as, as Europe tried to wean itself off of, of natural gas from Russia, you know, heading into winter, um, you know, there was a, an effort by, you know, the U.S., I think, to ship more liquefied natural gas over to Russia, right, to help um, our allies and, and boost their stores heading into winter. Um, that's certainly, again, that war has really kind of, uh, you know, disrupted, um, you know, the markets for a number of things. Uh, and it's it's probably contributed to rising costs of, of goods and services for, for many of the things that the folks buy. It's it's one of one of the contributors. Um, but certainly it has affected, you know, global markets for energy. Natural gas. And just uh, for context sake, uh, natural gas is used in power plants to uh, produce electricity, right? That's that is the case. Yes, it, it, it's um, you know a significant source of uh, of power, uh, natural gas fired uh, power plants throughout the U.S. And so the natural gas. I mean, you can really go back over the past two decades. The price of electricity has really, uh, you know, you can look at charts of the price of the wholesale price of electricity and the price of natural gas, and there's there's absolute correlation there as the price of natural gas has gone up or down. Uh, so have uh, market prices for power. Uh, it sounds like a lot of these things are intertwined, but uh, supply constraints. Natural gas would seem to be a, a supply constraint, but are there others? Um, I think that that's that's probably you know there there are certainly and I'm not this is probably too detailed to really speak on, but there, there's certainly um, you know constraints at times in the, the systems for delivering natural gas, but also, you know, there's even congestion uh, on the on the grid um, when it comes to electricity delivery. Now, we've invested uh, a lot over the past decade, really, to, to strengthen our, um, our grid, uh, make it more resilient. Um, but yes, there are there are supply constraints at times that, that that's one of those market forces that can, you know, affect the price of power. What about inflation? How has inflation impacted uh, your rates? Well, I think it's just, you know, the case that electricity, um, like many goods and services, uh, has the prices have gone up, right? And it's a challenge for for our customers. They're seeing it not only in their electricity bills, but they're seeing it in, in all aspects of their life, right? And so we know that that creates a challenge. I will say that for our part on the business that that we're responsible for delivering power, you know, we are continuously doing everything that we can to deliver power as efficiently as possible. We've invested over the past decade uh, to create what is really one of the nation's most advanced 
distribution systems in, in the country right here in central and eastern Pennsylvania. And, you know, as a result of that and, and the investments that we've made, we haven't gone in for, for a requested rate increase to our Pennsylvania Public Utility Commission since 2015. That took effect in 2016. You can look around the country and find a you know, many, many utilities that are, that are not in that situation. And it's really because of the efforts that we've made to incorporate automation, smart grid technology, to use data and data science to make better decisions. Again, we're trying to do all we can on our, um, on our end to offset the, the impacts of inflation. We've kept our O&M uh, relatively flat over the past decade, despite all of that investment. And so, um, you know, we're going to continue to do that, um, you know, to, to help control the costs for our customers and best serve them. You know, and I hate to sound like I'm lecturing or something like that, but, you know, there may be people listening to this say, well, that's all fine and good. You know, we're, we're, we're happy about that. But the bottom line is I paid more on my electricity this year, this winter than in years past. And as you said, inflation is hitting everyone hard in a lot of areas. So what do you say to those customers, you know, even though you've just laid out some of the the things that uh, PPL has done, what do you say to those people who say, well, I'm just not happy with paying the kind of uh, rates that I am? Sure. Under understand that. Understand that it's challenging for, for families. Again, for our part, we can you know, we can continue to try to educate on what our role is and what we can and can't control. We can't control those electricity supply prices that are, you know, the two thirds of, of a typical bill. Um, we can control this. Here's what we're doing. But, you know, at the end of the day, right, it's still it's still a challenge for many customers. And so we do have assistance that we work to provide for our customers, those who may be struggling to pay their electric bills. We have payment plans that um, that folks can sign up for. Uh, we certainly do a lot to try to connect our customers with LIHEAP um, assistance this time of year. Low income have, heating um, assistance. Yep, we have an on-track uh, uh, payment assistance program for low income customers. We have a program called Operation Help that um, provides assistance to customers. And then, you know, just in, in recent months, because of we've had we've had some billing issues here, we've, we've taken steps to um, you know, to waive late fees in January and February, we've extended shutoff protections that, it, that um, you know, pertain to low-income customers, to all of our residential customers and small business customers through the end of March. Uh, but again, many of those, uh, you know, assistance programs or, you know, the payment plan options, they're available year-round. And so we encourage our customers, they can visit pplectric.com slash bill help and, and, and check out programs that may be available to them. And we also have you know, many programs, energy efficiency programs that that customers, you know, can avail themselves of to potentially, again, save, use energy, make sure they're using energy as wisely as possible. And that can have a, a good impact or a positive impact on the bottom line. Ah, the billing issue. You mentioned the billing in, in issue. What happened in December? There were a lot of your customers that if they were still getting their bills by mail, they opened that envelope and said, what is going on here? Or if they you know, had it emailed to them, same uh, reaction. What happened with the billing problem? Sure. So we had, uh, we had an issue, and uh, just as a little bit of background, we've got automated meters right now. They collect... Uh, they communicate your usage information back to the company that gets stored in one system. 
we have a billing system that needs to talk to that system then and access that meter data in order to bill our customers. There was a breakdown in that data transfer communication uh, part of the process. Our billing system couldn't access the meter data. And so we had to uh, rely on estimates for uh, close to 800,000 uh, uh, customer bills in December. And so there's a process that we have. Estimates are nothing new. You know, when you, if you think back to the days of meter readers that would go to folks' house, houses, there could be storms. There could be other reasons why we couldn't get out to a house and we have to rely on an estimate. The, the, the Pennsylvania Public Utility Commission does you know, provide us the opportunity to do that. But how we do that is we go back and look at your prior month, your prior year, same period, prior year, and we use that as the estimate of your use. Of course, there are things that could change from year to year. Your usage could change in your home. The days in the particular billing cycle could be different. You could have an extra five days in the billing cycle this year or last year. And then the weather is, of course, different. But really, unless you used, uh, unless your usage pattern changed dramatically, it, it should be a reasonably accurate estimate. And if it is off lower or higher by some amount, let's say it was higher in December by 100 kilowatt hours. Um, the estimate then based on you know comparison to your actual usage. When you get that next bill that's based on actual usage, you you've already paid for that 100 kilowatt hours. Your your next bill based on actual usage is going to be reduced by that amount. So at the end of the day, you're not going to pay for any more or less electricity than you used. But the customer has to rely on you to have that make that accurate, correct? The customer relies on us for accurate billing, yes. And and again, estimates have been part of the process that, that sometimes need to be used. This was just an unusually large amount of estimates. And it really created confusion for our customers because it came at a time when prices just increased as well, right? And, and our prices, but customers may have seen substantial increases in their, who are shopping may have seen substantial price increases. And so, yes, it, it came at a time when we had this increase, and that just added to confusion for our customers. We only have about 30 seconds left. And, you know, your business model is such that it's not just you, but to all utilities, is that you encourage your customers to use less. In about 30 seconds, can you explain that? Sure. I mean, uh, I think we, we, we do want our customers to be successful. Uh, you know, uh, happy customers is, is good for our business, right? And so, um, you know, we, we want to be able to work with customers, educate them, and help them find ways that they can use energy more efficiently. Mm. Ryan Hill, Vice President of Corporate Communications with PPO Electric Utilities, thank you very much for being with us today. Sure. Thanks for having, having me, Scott. I'm Scott Lamar. Have yourself a great day.